0: What's up, 99 Nation? Here's a very special presentation. Myself and Aaron Chalupa sat down talked a little NHL playoffs, at least to start in the playoffs. Right now, we're friends. We'll see what happens in the end. This is a Not After 30 presentation of the NHL playoffs. Enjoy the show. This is the Not After 30 podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now it's time for the show. What are you, what are you doing right now? I was just moving some papers around. All right, then the notes. You didn't hit the record button already, did you? I just did. Just now? No, like right before you, like when you went to long winded explanation. That's when I. Okay, cool. I don't edit anything, though, so... Should, 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 should we? Okay, we will. Okay. Let's start right now. Okay. Right now. Right now. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of NHL ice hockey? This is Anthony and all the way from Northern Alberta. Fighting fires, breaking hearts, and winning hockey games. Your beer guru and mine... The host of The Awkward Throat Clear, Mr. Aaron Chalupa.
1: <sighs>
0: Cricket. How's
1: <it> going, guys?
0: <laughs> Alright, as we start each and every podcast, I'm just going to crack the top of this beauty. This is Amsterdam Brewery's Big Wheel. It's It's a deluxe amber. It's delish. That sounds really good. Yeah, what are you drinking over there? Amber, that's awesome. Yes. What, what, what are you drinking out in Alberta? Out in Alberta? Alberta? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I got myself a... <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of poor,
2: you know. I didn't make a whole lot of money over the winter time. wait until the, the government checks start rolling. in again, I got myself a brew house, uh, which is a uh, great Western brewing company, independent brewery, but, you know, they don't make it the best of beers. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's independent to your basic... You know, lager It is a brew pilsner, but uh, yeah, it's uh, just over a, just over a bucket can. So it's one of those beers that I like to bring to the um, you know
0: the hockey games and you know just share with buddies at, it, at any time, right? Yeah, so. the, the you know what a good budget beer can go a long way.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. You know, especially like um, I guess you guys wouldn't have it on Ontario, but uh, superstore liquor store uh, they have some really good beers on uh, sorry really good deals on both beers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no. So, Alberta uh, genuine draft and Brewhouse, house, which are independent um, breweries, but kind of a not, you know, uh, elite lager. Uh, you can get them
0: just over a bucket can. So you buy a flat; it'll cost like twenty six point seven bucks. Nice. We have yeah. a we have a, a, a budget brewery called Laker, and uh, their whole slogan used to be a bucket beer. But you know, I've had Laker before, and and I, like. It's pretty decent, like for, for a bucket beer in the GTA, you're not going to really find that, but a bucket beer, Laker, and, and oddly enough, this is going to sound crazy, um, Presence Choice Czech Lager is actually pretty yeah. good too. Yeah, we, we see President's Choice here in Alberta as well, um, it goes through Superstore Lager Store.
2: And I guess Big Rock Brewery brews it in Alberta. And I haven't tried it yet, but I'll probably have to give it a shot. And I think that is actually exactly a bucket of
0: beer. Yeah, right on. All right. Yeah. Well, enough about our beverage choice for this evening. Buddy, it's the second best time of the year. Oh, man. It's so exciting. Now, before we get into the big NHL hockey playoff talk... Can we just backtrack a little bit on the season that was, and and let's just solely do it as you, as a Oilers fan, and myself as a Leaf fan. Let's just that just let you know, like really, like a small summary of how you felt the season went for your Edmonton Oilers, and then I'll talk on my Toronto Maple Leafs. For sure, for sure. Um, wow, uh, above and beyond what I thought. I thought we'd be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, We were fighting for the division title. Uh, Oilers have not won the division or their own division since, I think, 1984 or 87. Maybe 87. But, yeah, wow, what a run they went on. Um,
2: You know, just couldn't catch Anaheim in time. Or, you know, Anaheim couldn't lose to the Kings in uh, regulation. (laughs) That would deal the deal for us, too. But uh, McDade, he did what everyone thought he was going to do. But huge step up by Clefball. Habit was sensational. Um, for a long time, I thought he would be in the Vesna talk, but looking at the stats a little bit more closely, um, you know, I can see how he could be you know, just on the outside, probably like fourth or fifth. You know, honorable mention definitely like, for the season. The guy was a beast. He played over 70 games for the Oilers, so that's huge. Um, and love Dredd's title. Uh, you know, one of my favorite bottom of six players has been, um, <clears> of <throat> me, Mark Letestu. He was huge on the power play. Lucic picked it up, and uh, towards the second half of the season, you know, since January, he really became, you know, what he was in his prime with Boston. Other guys, Everley, Nugent-Hopkins. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the nickname for them, but uh, they play with Lucic, and they're all six million dollar con- six million dollar contracts, so we call them the six million dollar line.
0: <laughs> um, the six. Yeah, eh? and then there's the projection line with Benoit Pouliot, who
2: I've never been a big fan of. David DeHart, hey, we got in a deal, and I've been very happy with him so far. And then uh, Cassian is on the right side, and he's been uh, playing very well this season. He's doing his role in big guy. He can still skate. Uh, the defense has been great, too. I still don't regret, I never have regretted the Larson Hall trade. I've
0: been very happy with that. That was um, one of my questions for you, It was how you felt about that trade almost a year later. I've never been a Hall fan. Even
2: when we first picked him, I thought we should have went and stayed again. Um, but yeah, I've never been a, a Hall fan. He's, he was not very good in the city. He was very negative um, i've heard countless stories about how um you know he's, he's uh, been rude to fans or if he goes partying out of the town he's very uh, full of himself and you know he always drops the do you know who i am kind of thing to get into places my dad and my brother-in-law they have a limo company they've driven him a few times and they they've been impressed they thought we we, we will only get a bag of pots for this guy but <laughs> thankfully we got ourselves defensive and, and a lot of people um yeah, I listen to a lot of the TSN 1260 and 6:30 uh, Ched, um, some sports talk radio that covers the Oilers a lot, and they're comparing uh, Adam Larson to Jason Smith, which would be huge for Edmonton to have a gritty, um, stay-at-home defenseman that can still, you know, make key moves and yeah, pass the puck around at the same time, and uh, is always physical on somebody at all
0: times. Yeah, Jason so, Smith, former Leaf. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's also a devil, and yeah, every, everyone in the league has either been a
0: former Oiler or former Leaf. Isn't that, that the, the? I tr- feel, I feel like that's the truth. Yeah, at one point yeah, they but, flowed through the system. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Maroon. Wow. What a what a crazy year. Uh, I think I already touched on Dry Seidel. He did really well. Um, the whole defensive core. You know, we missed Nurse for a bit. Uh, he came back out. Matt Benning was a pleasant surprise. And another college guy, uh, Drake Kajula, started off slow, but he really found his uh, his momentum over the last few months here. They found I found a place in the line. And then all the other guys that had kind of come up back and uh, up and down, up and down, have done really well. Secra, uh, Chris Russell was an awesome signing as a waiver. Uh, sorry, a uh, professional tryout uh, pickup. I was never a really big fan of him. I thought he was always, you know, laying on the ice and, you know, just a kind of a one-trick pony kind of thing and too much money for what he does. But he's been doing a great job this year, and I'm I'm excited to have his veteran presence on the Oilers for the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty
0: much my up. What do you figure? Well, as as uh, the Oilers being one of my West teams, uh, I'm very happy to see that the Oilers have had success after base, I mean, having a lot of potential for a long time, or having, I guess, the foundation for potential for a long time, I'm happy that they finally are having the success that 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 fan base truly deserves.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you anymore, and really, like, it was going to happen with McDavid one way or another, but what I think really, really needed to happen was a change of the overhead staff and the coaching staff, too, which was uh, which happened immediately after we won the, the draft lottery. So um, I, I was almost more excited about getting Chirelli, McClellan, and then having Bob Nicholson as our uh, president of hockey operations than I was about getting McDavid. Almost, almost more excited than that. Yeah, Because uh, you knew that guys were going to direct the team in the right way.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's, um, it's important to note, too, that there was a lot of people – that criticized the Shirelli, um putting him in charge and then him almost instantly giving the, that, that big money to Lucic. Uh, it was just, there was a lot of criti- criticism at the beginning of the year for, for other fans, but it seems to have worked out.
2: Yeah, no, finally we're able just to crack that goose egg. And, you know, well, you know I, I'm very excited about the playoffs and even <laughs> for the first time in a long time, um, I actually see the team... Could possibly go further than years prior. Like this person, we've had a home ice advantage in over I think three decades. Like we haven't had home ice advantage since the 80s. Wow. So this is unreal for me. Uh, I've, I've never been able to drink a beer watching the Oilers play a playoff game <laughs> uh, legally. I, I wasn't drinking beer when I was 16, so that's not a big deal. Um, <clears throat> what else is gonna say there? And actually, funny enough. Two thousand and six, the uh, last year the oilers went in playoffs. That summer was the first summer that I actually worked forestry. So I have been working forestry since the Oilers made the cup run. Wow. Up until now. So you know here a number of years later and I'm still in forestry and missing one one full fire season, but yeah, not, not doing too bad, hey. Eh?
0: <laughs> no, not not bad at all. Right on my man. Well let me talk let me talk about the boards. Yes, well, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I've never really been to
2: Leafs. You know, there's been always a lot of my favorites that have played there. You know, I've always respected Sundine, uh, Dougie Gilmore's absolute beauty. I always kind of liked Tucker's tenacity. Um,
0: and then, of course, Curtis Joseph, you know, right, his real big name in Edmonton. And that, that's um, true. That's, know, a, that's another oil playing, slash uh, Leafs connection. connection. Really,
2: really, really, yeah,
0: yeah, it happens a few
2: times. Yeah.
0: Vince, Vince too, I think. Wow. Grant Fear for sure. Grant Fear, yeah. Uh, well, we, we could get into it and see how many how many crossovers there are, but we went into it, but I'll let you. This is a playoff one. Yeah. Tell me, tell
2: me, about your Leafs and uh, what, tell me, tell me your you know what you figured from the start of the season to now, and then tell me about how they finished.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think we can all agree that this season was a huge success. Uh, mo- most people would, would say in Leafland, there there was a couple homers that, that said when they drafted Matthews that they were going to make the playoffs for sure. And most, I would say 90% of people probably rolled their eyes at that, myself included. I don't even think that Austin Matthews would play a full season uh, in a Leaf uniform at, when he got drafted. But I will be the first to admit when I am wrong. And this team... Has been so special, the and it's just like you. started with Shirley. Like it started with the Shanda plan. It's worked its way through the system, and and everybody on that team now has seemed to have found themselves in a spot for success on the team. Now, not to say that there aren't some huge holes on defense. That is for sure. But you know, for the first time, they have probably four of the top six, or, or so they have four legit top six forwards and then they have a solid six bottom six so it's like they're they're set up for success this this won't be their year of major success but just making the playoffs i feel like is a huge success there's been some diamonds in the rough that i've been impressed with jesse's biggest biggest leaf crush connor brown aka the brown cow aka cb He he's been incredible. Rookie campaign, netting twenty goals. Very impressive. Like a, a guy like that, he's a gem to have found. Zach Hyman's another guy. Um, nasty Nas Kadri. like he's been. In, he's had a career year. Um, like just to go down the list, obviously, like Mitch Marner, incredible year, Nylander, incredible year, Matthews, obviously, an cr- incredible year, um, JVR, a nice resurgence. Like, there's like a lot of guys on that team that have been impressive. Those have mostly all been the forwards on the back end. It's been a little bit different. Uh, Jake Carter, Jake Gardner, slash Morgan Riley, both had good years or decent seasons. Morgan Riley had a good season, and Jake Gardner had a Okay, season. The standouts on the blue line, Uh, Zaitsev's been as a first year NHL player, has had a really great rookie campaign. They're about to lock him in for seven years at about four and a half million. They've agreed in. in, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and you know what? If you can lock up, this guy could be your first or second line defenseman for four and a half million. That's that's for next 7 years that's great because in uh, in 2 or 3 years time when Matthew's and Marner are asking for 8 or 10 million dollars a year that's going to come in handy. Um, Roman Pollock is now like the renaissance man. He's he's had a turnaround season after that playoff run last year with the Sharks. This guy's had probably one of his better seasons ever. And it's happy I'm happy to see that and like the rest of the defense like um Marshenko, like uh, middle of the season pickup, he's been okay where he fills in. Uh, Marinson's kind of disappeared, which is fine. Connor Carrick is a is he's he's a five eleven defenseman who plays like a six foot four defenseman. So I can always. Pre- play. And He's really big too. Yeah, uh, he yeah. plays big. Yeah, and uh, you gotta appreciate that. And, and then the only thing I want to touch on is a goalie situation. Uh, Curtis McElhaney, impressive in his backups. Not not always getting. Like they they praised him in that Pittsburgh game, which they played at the end of the season. He played really well for that coming in for Anderson, who got it hurt. But um, more or less, he's probably the most ideal backup you could ask for. And Freddie Anderson, I would say, is a huge success this season, uh, really cementing the fact that he is a legit number one. And and his numbers prove it. He he can be he can be top goaltender, Vesna quality goaltending. If there wasn't a guy named Carey Price playing in the league.
2: Yeah, or like in time too, like when when uh, Toronto solidifies their defense a bit more, um, you know, as you see, as you have seen with uh, players like Devin Dubnik who went from a team like Edmonton, then he kind of floated around, but once he found a you know a team that he played for, yes, he worked on his uh, his own skill and becoming a better goaltender himself. But it definitely helps when you got a good Minnesota defensive team right. in front of you to help keep those pucks out of the zone and you know that's what happened with Talbot here in Edmonton Edmonton greatly improved their defense and you know there's still room for improvement as well but adding Taylor Hall, uh, removing Taylor Hull, mm-hmm. yes. adding Adam Larson and Chris Russell definitely definitely helped out the back end and keep some of those pucks out of the net for sure
0: you know, one day I'm going to look forward to it. It's going to be an Edmonton-Toronto matchup in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to happen because these are these are currently the two best rebuilds in the league. You look at the rebuilds that are out there, uh, like Toronto, Buffalo, um, Philly had, like, a micro-rebuild. Um, Arizona had, for sure. Arizona, um, Winnipeg, exactly. Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver. But the, the Toronto-Edmonton comparison is incredible. And both those teams, I, I hope, like, major success happens in the future. Oh well, yeah, I hope they have success together against each other. Whatever, it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into some playoff talk. Are, first off, are there any surprises in the playoffs? That the teams that got into the playoffs, are like, are, is there any huge surprises? Well, number one, Toronto. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I and I will admit to that. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that surprised most of the league. You know, like um, even I saw them kind of the outside looking in. But with teams like but with teams like New York Islanders, Philadelphia Flyers, and Tampa Bay Lightning, even Florida Panthers, that I think a lot of people had. You know, oh yeah they could make it they could make it um, you know they didn't make it they, right. they just fell too poor key, key injuries for those teams um, and then in the west uh, a team like Dallas that didn't make it in they were the top of their division they had over 100 points but because of their obvious weakness uh, in, in, in in goal uh, with uh, who is it Miami and Lennon they just terrible goal differential and got lit up all the time so um, surprises in the East, uh, I didn't see Columbus chasing, you know, doing so well that they did at the end of the season. I thought they were going to be another bottom five team. Uh, Toronto was definitely a surprise. Um, i trying to think of those. Who, who else in the East? Yeah, I, I, I figured Senators were going to make it. I figured Bruins would uh, make it or push there. Uh, sad to see that detroit's reign of playoff uh you know ownership is is gone now uh, well, little why
0: little Lewis Arena. why are you upset about that fuck detroit they've been in the playoffs 24 years in a row i, I was a big red wings fan when i was a kid i loved Lidstrom,
2: Osgood, i shanahan Maybe those guys were huge and in, in my eyes in my youth yeah um so yeah i know it was really cool and uh, it, it was really neat to see Scotty Bowman do his little talk there and everything. Oh, I watched a bit of the farewells to the Joe, and that was pretty sweet. And did you see about uh, Danny Probert uh, throwing the ashes on the penalty box for uh, Bob?
0: No, I didn't see that, no.
2: Yeah, Bob's ashes were spread on the penalty box door of uh, the Joe Luce Arena. I was making a joke that they should just take in the whole penalty box uh, section and brought it back to their house. <laughs> Spent so much time in it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, as far as in the West... You know, like it's definitely a surprise to see the Oilers in the playoffs. But I, I kind of had the big feeling that they're going to make it, and whether it was be wild card spot or what, um, other teams that made it made it in the West. that's a surprise. You know, not really. Uh, St. Louis, Minnesota. I'm surprised that Minnesota did so well. Um, Chicago is a lock in. It's kind of surprising not seeing L. A. in the final. Oh, sorry, in in uh, playoffs. They've been you know such a uh, a regular in the past seasons and such a dominant force. You know it's a, it's a little strange not seeing them in there but yeah um, you know in the West nothing really too ridiculous calories have been a very good team very competitive uh, they had a great streak going on there I think it was 10 games or something and then Nashville you know PK Subban had Pekka Rinne, a lot of key guys there that are playing really well as well so uh, no real big surprises in the West in my in my eyes
0: nice yeah I agree with most of what you said uh, I didn't think Montreal would finish first in the East but uh you know, I feel like you know the Atlantic Conference was so weak all season that someone had to own number one, and I guess Montreal was best team. But my biggest surprise would have to be, I mean, the Leafs, yeah, like it, that removed because they're probably the, I mean, they were are 30 points higher than they were last season, um, which is is incredible to imagine that there's that much point difference that they that they had. Excuse me, but uh, remove the Leafs, which are the obvious ones. Uh, the Sens I really didn't think were gonna be very good this season. That's a huge surprise that they finished to number two. Um, Craig Edson coming
2: back was really big for them. Yes. they would have missed the whole season. I I think that they would have missed the playoffs and like what an incredible story he's gone
0: through. Yes. Um so so Senators and the Bruins, I think for me are both surprises. Um you mentioned Florida. I think Florida not being in the playoffs, especially after their dominance last season. Uh, that's a big one for me. Uh, Columbus, I guess. But Columbus Columbus has been Building for the last couple of years, so I'm happy to see them in the playoffs. Uh, and then over to the West, uh, I mean, the the both Alberta teams, I'm, I'm happy to see in there. Um, and then I don't know, I don't know if this is like maybe the right thing to say, but I'm actually kind of surprised that Minnesota made the playoffs. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I, you know, for me, they've always, been, and maybe it's because we don't see them a lot, like on on, yeah. on Toronto TV. But I, you know, they're they're always kind of um, just there, like kind of middle of the pack, kind of there. I mean, they finished second. I don't want to get anything away from them, but I, I just really didn't see them seeing them making the playoffs. Um, uh, Nashville, Nashville, I'm impressed. I'm happy, especially with that big blockbuster trade. I'm glad that both Montreal and Nashville made it into the playoffs. Um, to see who, who really w- won that trade. And I, you know, I hate when people say, yeah, like you have to wait to see the end once um, all said and done, who really won that trade. But to see both those teams kind of, you know, finish similar in points um, and then both make it into the playoffs, I'm happy that that, that, that that happened. There wasn't like a clear winner loser, but it, it'll add to some suspense to see where they fall. And again, Chicago, I mean, odds on favorite to win the cup. Um, you know they're, they're there rightfully so they're, they're the one of the strongest teams over the last 10 years so good for them
2: yeah I couldn't agree more uh, Chicago is always an exciting team to watch uh, and what a well built a well built team yes to, like, just a powerhouse, and you know like they would be upset for sure there's always that possibility but um, they would be my favorite to win
0: yeah okay so yeah. let's talk about that. Like, like looking at the first round are there any major upsets that you see happening you know,
2: like when you got—I listened to the last uh, Leafs podcast and uh, that you and uh, Bob Walker were doing—and you, you listened to you guys talk, you know what? It, you know, if if Ottawa and Toronto lined up, if the, if the stars aligned and gave given everyone in Ontario uh, what they wanted, I could see that being a potential upset. Even though I do like the Senators quite a bit. Uh, it's just the fan support and just the momentum that those young
0: guys could go with. Um, uh, listen, Ottawa doesn't want Ottawa does not want Toronto because, like, let's say that's a seven game series. That's seven home games for the Leafs. Yeah, no, no, like, there's such a, a strong following of Leaf fans everywhere, uh, so you can't really es- escape that at all. And you know what? And something else I
2: checked out was the the ticket prices for the L- Leaf games. You're right. It'd probably, it'd probably be a lot cheaper in Ottawa to go over there. So yeah. uh, Leaf fans are going to up those tickets pretty quick. I can see that happening.
0: Yeah, you know what? Even if that first round matchup against Washington, I still think that you're going to see maybe a third of that arena full of Leaf fans. At least a third.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. Leaf fans are crazy. and It's probably cheaper to drive to Washington, which I have done, drive to Washington and go see a game than see a game in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. So, I just wanted to quickly—I know I don't kind of change the subject here a little bit—but you guys were talking about going to Nashville.
2: Yes. Uh, for For hockey. Game. Yes. If you guys get the chance, but I've been to Nashville. Uh, I actually drove from Florida there and then made my way back home. Beautiful city. Even if you're not a big country music fan, it's a beautiful city. The arena's awesome. Uh, the fans are great. Uh, they're very really passionate about the game. They've, they've really been catching up with it. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's exciting hockey there too. Obviously, like I was there when Weber was there, but uh, uh, I'm sure Suvan and those boys will be giving you a good show for sure. Yeah,
0: but, uh, yeah, good, good barbecue there and everything. Anyway, yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay, all right. So, I, so out of the east. So, so you said out of the east. You said um, uh, I was lining up Toronto and Ottawa just to yeah. uh, kind of make a, a little topic for us. But uh, Montreal and New York. I'll start with them. I don't really
2: see one being a heavy favorite, the other one, but I do like Montreal a lot. I I think that Carey Price is a really good record against uh, the Rangers, and Lundqvist is not the same goal he was five years ago. Um, So I I, I definitely give the edge to Montreal. Uh, Other upsets, Ottawa and Boston, again, I find very similar. Not similar in style, but uh, very even, and I don't really have a favorite in that one at all, but I can see Ottawa kind of being have a little bit more of an edge than Boston, just the, the speed of a lot of the players and the Senators, and they have a lot of firepower too. Uh, maybe the physicality from Boston could wear them down. Uh, that would be the only thing I could really see Boston taking advantage, but uh, I would give like a 55%, over 45% to Ottawa. Okay. Uh, Washington, Washington, Toronto, I'm sorry, man, but I, yeah. in one of my brackets, I have I have Washington sweeping Toronto. Uh, it's just the youth on the team, and Washington's such a veteran-heavy team. They've seen a lot. They've been to the playoffs every year for like what last ten or nine years or something like that. Uh, it's it's good. It's going to be tough. Uh, I could I could see Toronto stealing a game or two with some luck, and they have a lot of speed as well. Those kids there. They're running and gunning, you know, they're having a lot of fun with the game itself. They're not too serious about it, so it's nice to see when they're passing around, the they're really creative, and they're not getting too silly with the passes, you know, not overpassing, just enough, and, you know, they could, I, maybe they could steal two games, but if they won that series, I'm pretty sure if, some, if one person put a dollar bet on it, they'd be a millionaire kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Columbus and Pittsburgh, I could see Columbus winning this uh, just because Pittsburgh is so
2: worn down from that final stretch, a lot of injuries, and I almost think that a few players are going to be playing with injuries as well.
0: Uh, Why do you reach yeah. for tasty one? Oh, my bad. Oh, Oh dear. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was just... Uh, yeah, I, 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 Columbus has been running... Over- What's up, Nana Nation? Sir, we had a technical difficulty here. Uh, Aaron Tulpa finished up his prediction on the East, and then we got right into the West. Sorry about that technical difficulties. Right on. Out of the West, what do you think of the West? Uh, the West. Uh, okay, we got
2: Chicago, and who are they playing now? Nashville. Uh, I see Chicago winning it. Uh, like like I was saying before, they're my favorite. Other, uh, they're definitely uh, Nashville is the underdog, but I don't see them stealing this one. Uh, Minnesota and St. Louis Again, those are two teams that I find are pretty similar and they've seen each other in the playoffs a few times I do see Minnesota winning that one um, I, don't, I don't really see St. Louis coming out of anywhere They've had a very, a very messy season and Teresanko has not been that elite sniper that he has been in the past Yeah, he's definitely um, dropped Jake, off this year Yeah, yeah Jake Allen's been shaky uh, this, this season and he's not the strongest uh, playoff goalie either. Uh, they don't have Elliot to you know, fall back onto if one of them's having a shaky, you know, uh, postseason. They're like, okay, well, he led a few goals and We'll just jump into him. You know, I got that double, uh, you know, double-edged sword. But you know, as much as I love Jake Allen being a New Brunswick boy, and you know, I love the East Coast, I don't see St. Louis doing very well in that series. Uh, Anaheim against uh, Calgary. I see Anaheim all the way. Maybe they get the sea of red going on, you know, uh, Goudreau. Oh. Um, uh, Maybe... Bennett, the Tekken in style. But, you know, Elliot, again, he was a little shaky to start. I found his footing a bit hot, but the Anaheim Ducks are just such a seasoned team and have so much experience. They are my favorite to win that series. I, I... you know, I could see Calgary winning a couple of games but you know, if I was going to pick an upset of you know the entire playoffs I could say Calgary that would be my pick if I had to put money on any of those uh, to be a huge upset that would be Calgary taking over the Ducks but that would be very very hard and then Oilers over San Jose um, I'm not sure if anybody has San Jose as the favorite mm-hmm. um, I think it's more so who doesn't want to play the Oilers instead of who don't the other Oilers want to play so I've got the Oilers winning in uh, a few of my brackets I don't have San Jose winning any of them, it's just Oilers are too fast, Uh, they're they're really clicking now they've they they have the second best uh, record against Western Conference teams next to Chicago Chicago is the best, Oilers are the second best, so when it comes to playing Western teams, Oilers are really good at that, I know playoffs is a different monster, but you know, you got Coach McClellan. He's really experienced. Torelli is experienced. You know, and you got a lot, you got some veteran presence there to help out these young guys. But you got, you know, one of those uh, clutch players in Everlay. You know, we get to see him and Mr. how clutch. he performs.
0: Big. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? I said Mr. Clutch.
2: Yeah, exactly. From his days in uh, world championships and representing Canada, I'm really excited to see what he'll do in the playoffs because this could be a huge uh, booster for his. Uh, you know his potential and i i say potential when we have a you know a guy in his mid-20s now but he's never seen the playoffs before so this could just open up a whole new aspect to his game so i'm really excited to see him uh, step up and play and you know if, if you match up offense to offense defense to beat defense and then goaltending goaltending i give the slight edge to edmonton in all of the, uh, all of those zones for sure uh, it's just we have, I think we have a lot uh, a bigger depth and a, a lot of our Defense that are younger than the San Jose defense, like Paul Martin's, getting way up there, and then Talbot and Jones both were traded the same off season. I like Talbot a lot more than Jones. Um, I think Jones can be uh, flaky sometimes. If he lets in two bad goals, then it's you know wide open. And you know, like how San Jose was falling apart in this last month. I just I'm not sure if they could bounce back really uh, bounce back very well. But that's my. That's
0: my take on the West. Well, I, I just want to add on to one thing that you said about that one series because, t- to me, it's probably the 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 one of the opening series series to watch is that San Jose, uh, Edmonton, start uh, first rounder. Now check this out on the power play, Edmonton ranking fifth, uh, and San Jose ranking twenty fifth. So that's a huge difference when you're looking at like the, the Sharks team, which which on paper looks worse than it is. Their, their goals per game, they rank 19th in the league. Their goals per game, they rank 5th in the league. Power play, they rank 25th. Penalty kill, for a team like, like this good, they rank 18th in the league. Face-off wins, they're 23rd in the league. And point percentage, 10th in the league. These aren't outstanding stats. Now, when you compare that to the Oilers, the Oilers' um, goals per game, they're 8th in the league. Goals against are eighth in the league. Power play, they're fifth in the league. the penalty killed are seventeenth in the league. Face off wins, which is probably their worst, they're thirtieth in the league. And their points uh, point percentage is seventh in the league. That is top of the league. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the only one thing I've really, been really worried about with the Oilers coming
2: come to the playoffs, so you get away with it in the rego season a bit, but their face-off percentage is awful. Like, we need yeah. to get a good face-off guy. Or hire Adam Oates or Jarrett Stoll or one of those <laughs> okay. guys to just hang out with the Oilers' centers and just work on face-offs
0: all day for, like, an entire week. <laughs> what What's Keith Primo up to these days? He was a good face-off guy. Or was it Wayne? Wayne, Wayne Primo.
2: Wayne Primo? Was he a center? I thought he was a left-wing
0: can't remember. I thought one of those two guys were... Back in the day, could float between center and winger. You know, yeah. it wasn't too hard. Right on. <laughs> then at least. Um, I got another question. I haven't actually looked, but
2: I remember at the end of the season, Couture was out with uh, an injury. Is there an expectation of him coming back for the playoffs, or was he out for a while?
0: Uh, they're both... Uh, Couture and Thornton still questionable for the Sharks. That's off the NHL. really? Okay. Yeah. So if you hey, listen, if you're doing pro line for the first game, good chance they will be going over with probably two of the four top players on the, the Sharks out.
2: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, yeah that's the thing is this their four, you know, like, they they've had a pretty rough year. You know, like I love Thornton and I love Marlowe to death, but they're a bit older. And they're not the same players they were before. Um, you know, Burt Burns is one hell of a defenseman, like, wow, what a year he's had. Yes. And Velasquez. A really good two-way defenseman. Like he's a great pairing to have with Burns if you want to throw him up there or not. But um, he's also lethal anywhere on the ice.
0: Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover in your in your first-round predictions?
2: No, that's that's pretty much everything that I went through. I kind of was a bit more thorough with the Oilers and uh, the (laughs) West a
0: bit. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So um in the whole playoff race who do you think the Cinderella team will be the entire it's a, it's a tough one race. who's the Cinderella you know
2: like I wouldn't really call them the Cinderella team because everyone has them as a favorite but you know everyone's always questioning in the back of their mind could they actually do it, it would be Washington could right. they actually do it finally and, and get past that second round right um they, they haven't been past the second round, I think, because it was Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay last year, if I remember correctly. You're,
0: you're right. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it, that would be kind of can they get over the hump? Call uh, I want to call them the Cinderella team. Cinderella team. I would say the Oilers, uh, and I don't know I'm going to sound like a homer here. I'm definitely not a delusional homer, uh, but they've they just they've been so talented lately, and I just refer back to the last time lawyers were in the playoffs when they went to the cup run. If I put that team on paper to this team, this team looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, actually, yeah, you have some real star power. Like Our star players that year were Chris Pranger, yep Alice Hepburn, yep. Jared Sturgeon, all the year, so did Horkoff, and then Ryan Smith. Those guys were our key components to making uh, the playoffs. We picked up Yaroslav Spachek, Sergei Samsonov, and Dwayne Rolson uh, at the uh, trade deadline and then we had Mike Pecca too but Mike Pecca was not the same Mike Pecka as he was in Buffalo or Toronto uh, pardon me. or Toronto yeah, <laughs> yeah no, god bless Mike Pekka what a, what a guy yeah uh, from Woodbridge so I look at the Tigers team and I see them having potential now you know, they're going to play they have again, They have really good records against western teams and I know I said it before and I'll say it again the playoffs are a different kind of monster um, so they, they could go very deep, but I, you know it it's all it all depends on them. They 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 are the you know the masters of their own fate for sure. Uh, so that would be a big Cinderella story for me. But you know any any underdog uh, team really has a chance. You know like I could see Minnesota going on a tear. I could see. Um, you know Montreal going really deep in the playoffs as well uh, can Columbus get past the first round they you know they've only made the playoffs once I think uh, that was when they had um, what was his name Steve Mason was he yeah Steve Mason was the goalie and he had a, a wicked year but they got swept uh, by Detroit I think uh, when, they, when they both were in the west but I don't know I'd say Oilers well, was my Cinderella story uh, there's a few other teams that It's just a question of how far they can actually
0: go. Right on. Uh, For me, Cinderella, I'd love to see uh, Columbus, like you just said, uh, out of the East. Obviously, Toronto. um, I'd love, 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 love to see. If Toronto can get out of the first round, uh, I think it just, if the season's already the cherry on the top, but if they get out of the first round or maybe even take the caps to seven games, if they could do that, that would be a second dessert. That would be like dessert and then you're like Oh, you didn't finish your dessert, honey? I'll also have yours. Delicious. <laughs> Out of the West <laughs>
2: the Dairy Queen after that, eh? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we just got back from the keg, but we're gonna hit dairy cream dairy queen queen real quick. Okay. Out of the west, um I mean again I don't not not to sound too much like a homer, um the oilers would be great to to see the oilers make it, but really St. Louis. We haven't met. We've barely mentioned them all. Podcast. I would okay. love to see St.
2: Le- just like, yeah, baby, you know. I yeah, know.
0: but they've been that team for like four or five seasons. I would love yeah. to see San Jose. Just, just, you know, g- g- you know what? Even if they got there, even if if they could get to the finals, I mean, I would just love to see San Jose or sorry, St. Louis get there. Get, get into the first round, second round. If they get to the finals, I think it would be real special. That's definitely a question I have, though, because the last three years they looked amazing. They looked yeah. really, really good. You had David back, T.J. Oshie, Troy Brower, uh, Brian Elliott. But when you lose key guys like that because of cap, and even Shattenkirk, you know they traded Shattenkirk to, to Washington. Uh, it's, it's. You know, I don't see this St. Louis team as good as uh, years previous, but. You know, maybe they can't But maybe maybe they fly under the radar because of that. Maybe because they've lost all that bi- those big those big guns, maybe they fly under the radar. Yeah. It's almost
2: sometimes it's, sometimes it's almost better to be the underdog or the upsetter. Yes. Because don't have that. that expectation on you like Chicago being the favorite. Well, yeah, they've been here there before and they've been picked the favorite before, but you know, there's a lot of other guys that are hungry and if you beat a team like Chicago or, you know, Pittsburgh or something like that that gives you a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence to keep going. Like, oh, we beat these guys. Who wants a piece of us now, right?
0: Exactly. I'm hoping for good things. Out of Those are be my four four Cinderella's there. Um, who did I say? Toronto? Who did I say? Boston? Who did I say out of the East? No, Columbus, Toronto, out of the East, and then out of the West, uh, the Oil and, and the Blues. Those would be my four Cinderella hopefuls.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with those be uh, those be uh, you know
0: very surprising, but uh, yes, it would be really cool to see them go. You know. All right, so, Mr. AC, you um, you've initiated something on the Not After Thirty podcast Facebook page. I was hoping we could talk a little bit about it on the podcast because I, I feel like there's going to be some trash talking going on. So let's get ahead of it. Me and you, let's talk it a mano a mano. What have you done? Um. Yeah. No. We started a uh,
2: a bracket for the Na Thirty podcast and friends. Um. Just picking your favorites and going all the way to the final. And who do you think are going to win? So, uh, we'll we'll probably post a few of those on if other people want to um see how they're doing and everything. So, so figured we'd try to make something happen and get everyone else excited and also Toronto fans so um, yes. a lot of the guys and friends or uh, people that are in the Not After 30 podcast are in the GTA area so That's you right I guys really happy and pumped up so we kind of have a little uh, GTA versus Alberta thing going on at the same
0: time yes we've we got um, Todd Crop Top Payne Dave myself Aaron Chalupa uh, Bob Walker um I think that's it, and the rest are listeners, so it's kind of cool. We got Thomas really cool. Thomas Gricks, uh, in it. Um, can't remember, I can't pronounce her last name. Angie uh, Zel- Zelda her. Uh, she's she's a San Jose fan diehard. She's got the Sharks tattooed on her arm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, she's legit Sharks fan. Uh, Scott Hunter, the voice of Smash Wrestling. We got some peeps in there ready to go. So. Um, I think I might be missing. Like Brad Myers maybe, and He hasn't given me a, a confirmation just yet. But uh, we, we got a couple bucks on the line. See what happens. I'm excited for it. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Oh, I just wanted to mention something too. Uh, do you hate this playoff format as much as I do? You know what? I don't know. because I'm half and half. The reason why I'm half and half on it is because the old format was great in the sense of one one verse eight with a possibility of an upset. Now, the upset only happened once in a while. There was never really a huge upset. It wasn't like every year there was an upset. It happened maybe once every other or every three years. You would see a one, an eight defeat a one. But... um I don't mind it that much. Yes, you lose a a top seed early, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because it gives those teams, like like the bottom end teams, a little bit more hope. So I don't hate it, is what I'm trying to say. I can see that a little bit too. I don't know. I just don't like the whole thing to fit into a. Let me think about it here. Well, I guess
2: it all depends if we have three divisions in each conference again or not. But they were. They finished with I think what 102 points. Right. Something like that. Anyway, they were. They're, they're considered a wild card team. Yes. But really, they're, they have the same record pretty much as Montreal Canadians who finished first. In
0: uh, their division
2: Yes And,
0: so, and now I know. You know, just know, kind, of, kind of Funny how long That up Yeah <laughs> it, and, and that's a good point But You know If you take the numbers away From uh, If you take the The, the rankings away and, and you just have those teams on, on the merit Of what they did that season I feel like It doesn't really matter Because Like if you Yeah you play Fine If you're the Rangers And you're playing Montreal That's a shitty outcome because in theory you're playing it's the top seed in the um, the second highest second best team in the in the Eastern Conference playing the the first wild card great I get it. But if you think about it if you if you ignore the fact that you know they're ranked first and, and they were ranked ranked um, first in their conference, it doesn't matter because if you look at points, they're basically the same team they're basically the same. Value teams. So at the end of the day, it's it doesn't matter if they're the first wild card. They know who they are going into that. So yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Like that. In that sense, I think it it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's more of um, it's like a little bit of a glow. Like yeah, okay, we're the first 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 place c or second place or the first team in the Atlantic. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You have the exact same amount of points as the second best team or the third what was it third best team in the metro. Yeah. So I I, I think uh, on paper you you look at that you look at that number and you think to yourself, shit, you know we're in the wild card spot we're gonna play the best team. But then you, you look at it at a different thing. It's like well we have the same amount of points as them. You know we should if we were in that division we'd be in first place too. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I
2: don't know. I kind of really <laughs> uh, I, 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 I had like, a whole thing built up in my head at the same time, but. Uh, I don't know. I just like the old way there, where you had the one to eight, you have the top three division leaders there, and then you just go from that accordingly. Uh, it sets up for you know, if you did finish uh, the entire season with the best record, well, you've earned that to play you know the the lowest seeded right, team. Right, right, right. Yeah, there would be the, the random upset. You know, I I lived through that with the Oilers beating the Wings, where the Wings were already selling their second round uh, playoff <laughs> tickets, and then. Yeah, we got to play big spoiler, but that was fun. Uh, and then the Kings, you know, they beat uh, everybody as an eighth seed, and they were the first uh, NHL team to ever
0: do that. Yeah, so that
2: was really cool too. That
0: was a big run, yeah. But I just
2: don't. Uh, it's just so infuriating with these matchups. Like I, I never, I haven't looked at to see what the uh, the matchups would be if we just took away this uh, uh, this format mm-hmm. and we went back to the old way. But I almost would would say that. that You know, it would be totally different. Like, I would say probably only three teams would be playing each other. You know, the Oilers, maybe they would be playing the Flames right now. Maybe the Ducks would be playing San Jose. So you got a battle of California, you got a battle of Alberta. Maybe, uh, you know, I guess Toronto and Ottawa wouldn't be playing each
0: other. But, um, you know, I don't know. It just. Well, yeah, it was Washington, Toronto would play each other. Pittsburgh, Boston would play each other. Columbus, Ottawa, Montreal, New York. So that'd be the exact same thing, anyways. Um, and then in the West, it would look like this. Chicago, Nashville, Minnesota, Calgary, uh, Anaheim, uh, Ch- Ch- San Jose, and Edmonton, St. Louis. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a big difference in the West, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, ugh, fuck man, the West is so strong. Uh, I don't know, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like it doesn't really matter. Did you fall off your chair when I said that? Playoffs is playoffs, though, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's incredible. Like uh, the the West being strong for so long, like their their teams overall average more points than the the East. But there's some teams in the East, like Washington, 118 points, and Pittsburgh, 111 points. Even Columbus, 108 points, still impressive. Um, that's strong, man. Like it's. But I mean, the West. I guess the competition in the West is so high that points are a little harder to come by. Yeah. No. Exactly. And we're playing, this. and because there's two less teams
2: than you guys in the in the East, then we're playing our own teams more. So right. yeah, we see everyone uh, at least one more time. So. Um, anyway, sorry, guys. Do you have any more questions? Uh, I, I gotta get going,
0: though, buddy. Yeah, no worries. Let's wrap this sucker up. Thank you so much for this, the Not After Thirty podcast. Um, the Not After Thirty podcast hockey bracket will be up shortly, I imagine, once we get everybody's numbers and, and predictions in. I'm excited for the trash talking. It's my favorite thing of all sports.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know
0: how much uh, you love uh, chirp and everything. After going to that wrestling uh, match with you for Smash. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Smash just sold sold out the Phoenix concert hall. Out, like right off the bat, so we can just fuck Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to see Dave's predictions too because um, I don't know. I you know what? I'm excited to see everyone's predictions, but especially Dave's. He loves he loves him some talk radio. Yeah, no, he's got some good upsets and uh, he's got some interesting picks, so uh, we'll, post, we'll post those up uh, probably right after the puck drop or once we get everyone in. Right on. And we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play along and watch it and, watch as and anticipation. And, right on. You know, the 100, the 100 bucks or whatever it'll turn out to be, it's just kind of icy on the cake, but the bragging rights is the real thing. Yeah, of course. Like make, a, make a belt or a crown or something. Yes, the NA30 Hockey Playoffs Championship Cup. Yeah, put like,
2: put like a, a plastic crown on top of like a goalie mask or a, a hockey helmet, <laughs> yeah. like an old, an old one from like the 80s or
0: 70s. I'm, I'm going to go I'm going go to the thrift store and see what I can find.
2: There you go, buddy, that old Jofa, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> really like
0: that? I know, I'm just laughing, thinking of a Jofa helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty. Alright, well thanks a lot, Matt.
2: This was a lot of fun excited, uh, you know, I'm not sure who's more excited, me or you, about the playoffs, but it's going to be a lot
0: of fun. I think we can both say we're both equally excited. Um, for for the Toronto fans, Go Leafs, go. For the Oilers fans, let's go Oilers. What, what's the chant? Go Oilers, go? No, let's go. <laughs> right on. That being said, this concludes the beautiful first ever playoff pool edition Aaron, take us home, baby. <laughs> uh,
2: thanks for listening. Have you guys uh, some uh, good time? And, yeah, cheer for your team on the list. We out. We out. All right, brother. Thanks, uh...